Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. To the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. In today's episode, I want to talk to you about self-esteem or how you feel about yourself. Often when we have anxiety, we tend to get really hard on ourselves, which doesn't make things better for the anxiety, and it actually can begin to diminish how we feel about ourselves or our self-esteem. Being aware of your low self-esteem is a powerful initial step toward rectifying both the low self-esteem and the increased anxiety that relates to the low self-esteem. You know, Eckhart Tolle suggests in his writings that low self-esteem often originates in childhood. Low self-esteem is formed of repetitive, conditioned thoughts that may originate from the commentary of highly critical parents in childhood, or like I think it could also be from teachers, anybody in the environment of your childhood. And as you go forward in life too, but very often these things get formed early on in our lives. Totally also suggests that it is the awareness that is key to freeing us of the negative thought patterns that we identify as low self-esteem. Being able to call up this awareness, and you already have this awareness, is necessary at the moment when the negative, repetitive thoughts arise. And this can be easier to do with a regular meditation practice. That's one of the things that easily develops in meditation practice. When you recognize the negative thought pattern and that is really what is happening when you have low self-esteem. You have these negative thought patterns. So when you recognize those as just that, negative thought patterns, as thoughts, then you are no longer completely trapped in what the thoughts are saying. In other words, your sense of being, Tolly says, is not in the thought anymore. It is in the awareness of the thought. And that's what we want to get to, right? We want to get to having an awareness of what we are thinking, what's going on in our mind. So remain in that awareness. And that awareness is like the sky, the expansive, the open sky. And let your thoughts be like the clouds and let them simply pass by not identifying with them. You are the big blue sky, and those thoughts, no matter what kind they are, are just passing by like clouds. Realizing that we are this very awareness of the thoughts that comprise our low self-esteem, and not the thoughts themselves, 
is a powerful, grand, transcendental realization, which, if we contemplate and accept thoroughly, can unlock and release the suffering that relates to the anxiety that extends from our low self-esteem. Over time, our self-image will improve and we can develop new thought and behavior patterns to reflect our new found self-worth reinforcing our understanding that we are worthy of respect and of existence itself. So when we think about it, the lack of self-esteem is associated with having poor boundaries too. It's a negative habit pattern that developed very early in life or at any time in our lives, but often early in life. And it is also associated with having poor boundaries. And we can have increased anxiety from those poor boundaries. People with low self-esteem are often taken advantage of by others because of the lack of boundaries and can end up speaking and behaving in ways that they would not otherwise. And they do that in order to please others. When people say and do things they don't really want to do or say, the experience of anxiety can be extremely intense and unpleasant. As we all know, those feelings are very unpleasant. And one solution to this is to learn to maintain healthy boundaries in your relationships. Low self-esteem can prevent us from putting up healthy boundaries because we are afraid and we don't have the courage. It's that fear, right? It can pop up in so many different places in our lives. And not being able to set boundaries because we are afraid is a huge problem. As you can see, it causes ourselves to feel not so good about ourselves to have low self-esteem. The relationship between self-esteem and anxiety is very complex, but it comes down to a simple fact. When you only look to please others, you end up neglecting your own needs. And that quote is from an article that I read and I will uh, on self-esteem and boundaries and anxiety, and I will put that whole article in the show notes for you. Have you tried one skin for your skincare routine yet? I love the simplicity of these products and the medical grade ingredients in them, not to mention how easily they fit into my skincare routine. The OS1 Face Moisturizer and OS1 Eye Cream make skin look visibly smoother and clearer and immediately feel softer and more hydrated. The secret is One Skin's proprietary OS1 peptide. It's the first ingredient proven to switch off the aging cells that cause lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin, and several studies back it up. So if you're tired of cycling through ineffective skincare trends and overcomplicated routines, then I'm so excited to share with you One Skin, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. OneSkin is the world's first longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ACP at oneskin.co. That's 15% off 
oneskin.co with code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. So some of the benefits of having healthy boundaries are less anxiety in your life. It can give you more agency and control over your life, gives you more independence. It builds self-esteem, conserves your emotional and physical energy, and lets you live more authentically and feel more at peace with yourself. The anxiety is a warning signal that better boundaries may be needed. So pay attention to this anxiety. It may be a warning signal for you. In some way, the anxiety may be telling you that you are going against your own needs and desires or always putting others' needs first. Some areas to explore for anxiety where you may benefit from stronger boundaries are your time, your energy, your money and finances, your personal space, your sexuality, your culture and religion, your thoughts, opinions, and feelings, and your possessions. So let's see how we can get started on better boundaries. I have a quote here from that article I spoke of earlier. Listen to your instinct and take time to respond. In order to start setting some boundaries for your mental health, you have to relearn to listen to your gut instinct. There is always a little voice inside you that gives you a gut reaction about something when it comes up. You've just learned how to ignore it like a professional. The next time someone tells you how it is or what you need to do, take the time to process before you react or respond. If your coworker asks you to cover a shift on the weekend, yet again, it's fine to say, let me see about that. I'll let you know by the end of the day. Then walk away and take time to really check in with yourself. Do I have the time, resources, money, and sanity to take on this additional shift? Or does this person try to make me feel guilty if I don't? If you can feel it in your gut that it would cause you stress, do not say yes. Don't feel the need to over-explain. My favorite thing I learned when I was starting to put some healthier boundaries in place was that I actually don't need to spend an hour justifying why I'm saying no. I don't really need to explain or make up a story as to why I can't. It's simply my choice. And frankly, for most people, I only know casually it's not their business why I am saying no. I learned to be brief, polite, but firm. I'm sorry, but unfortunately that won't work for me this weekend is a great way to put it. No need to explain your boundaries is another point. Don't feel responsible to find them another viable solution, unless it's an easy fix and you do want to share. This is not your stress to take on. Your boundary is in place so that you can use the energy you have to look after yourself first. 
Another point is to be vocal and start small. For patterns closer to home with people that you know more intimately, like your spouse or your kids, parents, setting boundaries might take a little more work. Likely, there are deep patterns entrenched in your communication and behaviors, and people have gotten used to treating you in a certain way. If you have determined that you need to make a change to the way some of these patterns work, then you may need to start small and make an announcement so that everyone knows what to expect. But again, don't feel the need to over-explain. Your choice for your health is reason enough. So if, for example, you have decided that a major cause of stress and anxiety in your life is making your kids lunches in the mornings when you are already super rushed, and most importantly, they are way old enough to make themselves their own lunches, you can choose to change that behavior. Talk to everyone in a calm and respectful way and let them know that you will no longer be making lunches in the mornings. You may offer a transition period where you help them make their own the night before, but at the end of the week, you trust that this is something they can handle themselves. Be clear and communicate the change and start small, not with everything all at once, as sometimes our anxious mind would want us to do, right? All or nothing. And um, pick a certain focus and start with that rather than throwing in the towel on everything. Think of these changes like you are retraining the people around you in how to behave around you and how to treat you. You're showing them what is acceptable and what is not. These changes are not easy and they take time. Be prepared to take some criticism. That's okay. People are going to respond. To be clear, none of the major changes will be easy, right? Through your own behaviors and lack of boundaries, you've already trained the people around you in how they can act around you. Maybe your lack of boundaries up until now has taught them that it's okay if I don't do it. Mom will get it done before it's too late. It has shown them that it's okay to rely on your lack of self-esteem to put them first and ignore your own needs. This is hard to hear sometimes because sometimes we don't realize we have been acting in that way, but this can be a huge amount of stress on us. These patterns take time to unlearn and your new boundaries will not be popular when you begin to put them in place. People will need to make accommodations or even face consequences when you do not go out of your way to rescue them. And that's okay, as long as you've been clear and prepared them for the change. That is not their own choice. It's not your stress to take on. Patterns will change over time as long as you remain firm in your boundaries. Be prepared to hear arguments as to why this is unfair. Expect some grumpy or angry comments and know that this is just all part of the change. Stay firm. You can do this. Now, I have four ways that I wanted to talk about that you can boost your self-esteem. We really need to work on this, all of us who have had a lot of anxiety in our lives because we have been 
actually get angry at ourselves for having anxiety at times, and that can begin to tear us down. So let's boost that self-esteem because you really are an amazing human and you deserve to feel like it. First, take a few minutes and identify three things that you do love about yourself. Here we can use our journals to do this exercise and identify three things we really do love about ourselves. If love is too strong of a word, you can use like, but I want you to write down those three things that you feel good about yourself. And the second one is to keep that gratitude journal. And I say this so many times, but it's because it's so important. This is a regular exercise that comes to mind over and over again for me. And it does many things, this gratitude journal. It increases positivity. It improves your self-esteem. It actually reduces the inclination to compare yourself with another. It makes you happier because you are actually savoring the goodness in your life. And finally, it reduces stress. Keeping that gratitude journal, yes, it does. It reduces stress because you begin to focus on the feelings of contentment and satisfaction naturally. And this counters the stress and it leaves you feeling more grounded and able to deal with whatever life presents to you. And the third thing I have is for you to monitor your inner dialogue. I want you to use words and a tone that you would use if you were talking to close family and friends. Be kind to yourself, as kind to yourself as you would be to another. This is simply having some self-compassion and reminding yourself of your common humanity. You are a part of humanity and can treat yourself with as kind words as you would treat family and friends who were in a similar situation. We need to be aware of what we are doing to catch this negative self-talk. So make it a point to spend a day being fully aware of how you are actually talking to yourself. And number four, the final one I have for you, is to stop comparing yourself to others. Remember, the gratitude journal can be really helpful with this tip. My favorite way to keep on top of this comparison game is to remember that other people's outsides can't be compared to your insides. Or put another way, don't compare your behind the scenes with someone else's highlight reel. I want you to spend some time doing these things because it is through practice that we make the changes. I hope this episode has been helpful and I look forward to being with you in another few days again. And now for today's quote. If you could only sense how important you are to the lives of those you meet, how important you can be to the people you may never even dream of, there is something of yourself that you leave at every meeting with another person. And that's from Fred Rogers. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at the anxietycoachespodcast.com.